Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because he is always faithful and always good. Well, hey, before we get this party started, I have some exciting news for you. If you're ready to get your book in front of an entirely new and fast-growing market, an audiobook would be perfect for you. Having an audiobook gives you the opportunity to get your book in front of more people while giving the listener a new way to hear your story in an intimate way. An estimated 131 million people listen to an audiobook in 2021. And do you know that the people that listen to audiobooks don't read print books? They only listen to audiobooks. So it's a whole new market for you to take advantage of. Leverage the opportunity of getting your book in front of millions of people by having an audiobook today. We can help you create one. Visit redemptionpressaudio.com for our introductory special. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to another new Redemption Press author, Heather Stover, and her new book, The Change in Us. So before we roll that conversation, let me give her a proper introduction. Heather Stover is a wife, mom, professional singer, worship leader, and now an author. Through her personal struggles with family, addiction, health, and loss, she found faith in Jesus that has carried her through. She makes her home in a small village in Ohio with her husband, Jason, their daughter, Savannah Love, son Noah J, and a golden doodle named Evie Blue. When she's not playing music with her husband, she enjoys reading, riding bikes, taking daily walks, spending hours in bookstores, sipping coffee, and eating all the good treats. Heather and Jason have learned to make prayer a priority in their home and to keep God at the center of their lives. So let's go to that conversation. Well, Heather, it is so exciting to have you on the All Things Podcast today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be with us. Yes, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. Oh, you bet. So we're going to talk about your new book and everything that um, led up to it being published and, and what God's been doing. But before we do that, I would love for our audience to just get a glimpse of how God works in your life behind the scenes when it sometimes doesn't look like it's good. And then he surprises us and works things for good, even when it kind of seems like there's no way he can do that. So I would just love, to, I mean, we all have lots of those moments in our life with the Lord, right. but I would love for you to share one that will encourage our listeners. Okay. Yeah. So so the most recent um, Romans 8.28 story that I, I want to share is after the book launched. Um, there's, of course, that, I don't want to call it fear, but there's that wondering, um, how's it going to do? Is anyone going to buy it? You know, all these things. 
Um, and then I, I really had to just have peace with that. And I gave it to the Lord and I just said, you know, God, if, if I can just help one person, if maybe this can just lead someone to Christ or, you know, help someone get through their own hard time, then it'll all be worth it. Um, and he has just went above and beyond. I have been getting messages a lot every day, um, about how things in the book had stood out to people, um, scripture that they had just never really seen or understood and scripture that's helping them to forgive and to help them understand what forgiveness means for the other person, but also for them. Um, and so, and I've also been getting messages about people uh, truly caring about, you know, my family and offering prayer for my family, you know, and just, just all the different ways that they are getting different things from the book and how everyone's uh, perception is so different and how it's touching others um, differently. So, you know, when I, when I think about the Romans 8:28, you know, in a whole, it's, I had a hard story to tell mm -hmm. and it was hard to write it. It was obviously hard to live it and then hard to write it and hard to share it. Um, but I really felt God pressing that on my heart and I'm seeing why already. Mm. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's what we're supposed to do in life, just to encourage each other and to testify and to help one another because we all have something. So if we can just share that and just, you know, help guide one another to forgiveness and finding Christ, then it's all worth it. So mm. that's my most relevant Romans 8, 28 story. Yeah. <laughs> Well, especially when we've got hard stories, that's, it's the scariest. When you got a great story, it's like, that's not very yeah. scary to, to put right. out there. But when you feel like you're standing outside with your underwear on, you can't get back in the house or yeah. that's what it feels like to <laughs> tell the hard things that you've gone through and yes. sometimes humiliating things and shameful things. And, you know, just, it's so intimidating, but mm -hmm. Then when you see on the other end, God use it in such powerful ways to encourage others. Yes. It's like, wow, why was I afraid? Forgive me, Lord. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, so this is a, a memoir. Yes. And uh, your struggle has been with addiction and uh, abuse and so what makes your book unique among other memoirs? Lots of memoirs talk about addiction and abuse, but tell, tell us what makes it unique. Um, you know, I guess unique being in, if it's a Christian book or not, obviously it could be unique. Um, but just, it's my story. You know, God, God gave each of us our own story and um, how we've all lived it out and how God has worked through each one of our lives is completely different. And I just, I really try to capture in the memoir, um, all the places that I remember, uh, seeing God or feeling God and just how he used different struggles and sometimes traumatic, uh, events in my life. Um, but it took that, it took those traumatic events and it took uh, hitting rock bottom for, for me to, you know, just give it to him and just to, to give up, you know, in my own strength and to surrender. And so I just really hope that stands out to the reader. Um, 
And like I said, that, that would just help them rely more on Christ. And so, so my prayer is that the memoir is different in that way, that they can truly just see, you know, how God was present in my whole life, even when I didn't know him. Mm. Well, and that's where the reader can actually see themselves in your story because you're helping them recognize in their own path. They can look back and go, wow. God, you were with me then. And yes. they, you know, so that is so precious to be able to sh focus on those things. Yeah. And because then that gives that point of connection with the reader so they really can recognize. Because yeah. we don't, we're blind to it when we don't right. know him. Right. And that's, and that's what I hope the focus stays on. You know, it is my story and it is my memoir, but uh, more so of just knowing my story and digging deep into my story. I My prayer is that they can see themselves in some type of situation that I was in and they, they can kind of relate to and, you know, just like you said, just go back and be like, wow, you know, I really was protected or God really guided me through that when I didn't even realize it was him guiding me through and just, you know, give him the glory, even if it's years later, um, recognizing that he's with us always and it's our choice to accept him. So just to go back and recognize, even from childhood, you know, it's like he he had to have been there. And I see that. And I give him all the glory now. So for those maybe listening today or those who are, they're going to just go out and get that book. If they're struggling to heal from childhood wounds, how will the change in us encourage and help them? Well, so in, in the book, um, one of the biggest issues is with my dad. That's, that's the big um, problem throughout the beginning of the book. And, you know, it just, he just wasn't a good dad. He, he wasn't, he was into alcohol. He wasn't there for us. You know, he was abusive and it took a lot for me to forgive him. Um, but I, I walked through scripture and it was in meeting Christ and it was, um, you know, just building that relationship and then figuring out, okay, well, in this relationship with Christ, obedience is part of that. And so even if, um, you know, things happened to me or, you know, my past wasn't the best and maybe it wasn't all my fault, you know, maybe it was someone else, but I still have to forgive because the word says to forgive. And um, I desire to be obedient. So I, I just pray that, you know, that will stand out um, and, and that helps you move on. Because if you don't forgive, it's hard to move on mm -hmm. and to actually enjoy life and find joy. Yeah. Well, and the enemy, of course, doesn't want us to forgive. So he right. like makes, I mean, he, the lie that he whispers to most people when it comes to forgiveness is, well, they're not sorry, number one. And what they did is wrong. So you don't have to forgive them unless they repent or, right. you know, there's all these lies and you know what? It doesn't really matter what they do. Right. God says forgiveness is unconditional. Right. And now that does not mean you trust them. And that does not mean you invite them back into your life right. to abuse you more. Right. Trust and forgiveness are completely different. And boy, the enemy wants to hide that fact from us so that we will stay in our anger and our yes. unforgiveness. 
Yes. And, you know, I don't want to give away too much of the book, but um, in, in my specific um, example of forgiveness, you know, I, I was struggling and I, I took it to God and I was like, how do I forgive? You know, in this circumstance, it was just it was a it was a confusing circumstance. I was and I didn't know how and I didn't know, you know, what I needed to do. And then when I thought I did, I'm like, how do I know if I really forgave? Because I I keep remembering, you know, I, I don't forget. And it's so when I took that to prayer, um, God answered my prayer in like the most profound way. And things were revealed to me that were just mind blowing and that it was without a doubt God. And it was like from that moment on, I have had peace and mm -hmm. I haven't had to relive any of it. And I haven't had to question, well, did I really forgive? Because when you hear God and you know it's God, it's done. Mm, so good. So good. So if there's readers out there that don't share your experience with addiction, but might have a loved one who does, what insights will your book reveal to them? And was it a difficult decision to just really open up about your life in such a personal way? Yeah. So, so I, I touch on addiction, um, obviously from, you know, my dad, he was an alcoholic and then, um, we had some, we had a lot of addiction in our family and our home growing up, but, and then into, you know, adolescent and adult, young adulthood, there was some addiction in my life. And, um, you know, if they, if people are struggling with addiction or have family members that are struggling with addiction, you know, that it's really, it's going to take that person like you can't change anyone. It's going to take that person dealing with it, taking it to the Lord, you know, making that decision. And I, that was something I struggled with for a long time, you know, working on other people's addiction, me thinking I could change something within them um, and trying to press that upon them. And in reality, that did nothing but send my own mental health spiraling. And, um, but I, you know, I had to come to that realization with family members that, you know, it really wasn't them when they were on the drugs and using the alcohol, like that wasn't the, the person God had created. And so I had to just come to terms with that. And, and that was part of the forgiveness, um, knowing that, you know, they had a problem. It was, it was an illness and I have to forgive and they deserve forgiveness. Um, and so, and then with the addiction in myself, you know, there, there was a point where I wondered, you know, was, was I addicted enough to write about this? Was I, was I bad off enough, you know, cause there's, there's levels of addiction. And when I came to the reality that I, I was addicted to forgetting, I was addicted to trying to forget all of the past circumstances and the memories and not dealing with them. So I would use whatever substances it took, you know, to not have to think about it. And so when I realized I was addicted, um, that was a big eye opener for me. And, it, you know, like I said, there's there's different levels and there's different ways, you know, people can identify with addiction. But that just realizing it and owning it um, and knowing, you know, that those things are going to have to be dealt with. And so, so there's a lot of ways to look at addiction and there's a lot of ways to um, handle it and deal with it. But taking it to the Lord was, was what I had to do in order to forgive and to work out those memories right. and do it, you know, with a clear mind 
that way I knew I could truly move on. Absolutely. Because pretending they're not there, yeah. <laughs> that, that doesn't work. And neither does, you know, thinking um, time heals all wounds. No, no. Jesus is no the one who does that. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. So you write about some intense supernatural encounters that had a major impact on your healing and spiritual growth. Do you anticipate skepticism from readers? Um, yeah, I, when I think about this question, I, I think that skepticism could definitely come if you haven't been in the word, if you don't understand, you know, that God can perform miracles and he always has and always will. Um, I could see that if they if they didn't understand it. But if you don't believe in miracles, you won't see it when it comes right in front of you. So so I feel like you're missing out, you know, if you if you don't believe in that. But I did have some supernatural things happen and they were without a doubt from God. And um, I'm very thankful. And it took uh, one of those circumstances for me really to fully surrender and kind of take a back seat and just kind of watch God work because the power that he revealed and the circumstances in my life is just without a doubt him. Mm -hmm. And, and so I knew, you know, I have to include that. And I did, I did go back and forth before I started testifying, you know, about some things that happened because I thought, Oh, people are going to think different thoughts about this, or, or I'm going to get all these questions. But I mean, if you're a believer and, and you've read, like, especially the Old Testament, like you, you'll understand. Yeah. Mm. So how did you handle writing about negative, deeply personal things involving loved ones? How, how did that work for you? <laughs> so the first draft um, of the book was very raw and it was um, a, like a journal. And I, I, for the first time, just poured out all the things that I had been harboring for so long. And that was very healing. Right. And then I had a wonderful editor come along <laughs> and, and she, you know, she kind of helped me through some things and helped me figure out um, what was my story to tell and what was not my story to tell. And that, first of all, was very good, you know, as far as putting the book together, but that also... Um, there was some things that I had to include, you know, to make the book make sense and to kind of show the whole picture. So I had to have some very personal, deep conversations uh, with family members that had never been had before. And there's another Romans 828 story in that. I mean, uh -huh. because those were things that we just kind of swept under the rug and never took the time for and didn't want to remember. Right. Um, but we needed to talk about them. And it it helped us see each other's side of the story better because, you know, when you're a young child, you're not thinking about your parents. You're thinking about how you feel and you're thinking about what's happening to you, you know. But when when I actually as an adult had the time to sit down and talk with like my mom about different things that had happened and and for the first time was able to see what was going on behind the scenes in her life. Um, it helped me to understand and have more compassion for those events that happened. And it actually made us closer. You know, I feel like uh, we we have a stronger relationship because we were kind of forced to deal with those things. 
Um, whereas if I hadn't decided to write the book and, and, you know, be obedient to God, then we would have probably never talked about them again. So it, it was all, it was all good. Wow. So, um, what did you learn about yourself through the process of writing this book? Um, well, like I said before, so the conversations, you know, really brought out a lot because not only was I able to hear their side of the story, I was also able to hear how they thought of my side of the story, you know, and so how I was perceiving things, um, my perspective was different than theirs. And there was even, you know, in the middle of the book, there's a lot about my husband and I, and we had some rocky years in our marriage. And I always kind of pushed the blame on him um, because I was more focused on the, the kids and, you know, our family. And I kind of thought he was being selfish at the time. But when we actually sat down and, you know, he's in the book as well, and we had to have some hard conversations about things that we had swept under the rug as well. And seeing um, and hearing his side of the story, it made me look at myself like, wow, I could do a lot better. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not perfect. And I didn't see it that way. I didn't right. see things that way where I was just, you know, in my own world, rushing around, trying to do the right thing. I had missed other people's feelings in the midst of it. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, it really, it, it was an eye opener on all sides. We, and I'm telling you, talking about all of these old memories, it was just so healing for everyone. And it, I even think we look at each other differently. We, we just have so much more like understanding. Right. I love that. Okay. So as we wrap up, if you could say one thing to our listening audience that would encourage them to trust God in the process, whatever, wherever they're at in their journey, and to know that he is all about working all things together for good, what, what would that be? A scripture or just a thought? Um, you know, right now at this, this season in my life, coming out of the book launch and everything, I'm, I'm really just, I can't stress enough how obedience is just crucial. And even in this process, I mean, there was some times where I doubted myself and there was times where I doubted the whole thing. Like, God, do you really want me to do this? Is this really going to work? And I just knew he was saying yes. So I would encourage anyone listening, if you're feeling God pressing anything on your heart and, and you've been timid or you've just thought you weren't good enough, I would just, I would just really stress to be obedient because when you're obedient, there are blessings and they come in forms where you would not imagine. It's it's usually in the forms of peace or a mended heart or, you know, just a closer relationship to him and, and faith. I, I My faith has grown so much just in this process. So I, I would definitely encourage just be obedient to the Lord. Mm, so good. So if we have people who are listening today and they want to maybe reach out to you on social media, follow you, connect with you, where's the best place for them to do that? The best place would be my website. Um, it's just www.heatherstover.com. And from there, you can order the book. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram. You can uh, contact me there. Everything's right there. So. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. It was delightful to just hear more about your story and the process. And just God bless your ministry. Thank you. 
Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. So thanks again for joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.